right, today's exciting. Glad y'all tuned in. This is H-Town Wheelhouse, but we will now be going by Stroh's 411 with H-Town Wheelhouse. So today we're going to talk about last night's whooping of the Angels by the Houston Astros, how they got even with basically putting the bat on the ball and not having to retaliate anymore. I won't expound on that. Then we'll talk about the preview of tonight's game. Wade Miley seeking his eighth win, and if he gets nine strikeouts, could get to 100 strikeouts on the season, going against Matt Harvey. We'll talk about those two things, and we'll also talk about who is out there for trade and who are the real possibilities. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Sean Wheelhouse. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you listening and supporting this podcast. Let's get on with the show. Garrett Cole racked up 11 strikeouts last night. There were 24 swings and misses. And let me tell you, what better way to return to his hometown area where he grew up than to dominate the Halos? There was speculation whether or not an Astros pitcher would retaliate last night before the league handed down a suspension to Noe Ramirez and Brad Ausmus. With that suspension, I believe that's, that, that quelled the, the pitcher's desire to get back and back up their guy, Jake Marisnik. It's been a rough couple days for the Houston Astros, but last night they bounced back. They basically went out there and said, we're going to beat you with our bats. On an interview yesterday on a local station, Sports, Sports Talk 790, Jeff Lunau talked about how they wanted their play to do the talking, and they weren't into retaliating and all that stuff. And so they went about their business. Um, Springer hit a home run. Altuve got more hits. Brantley hit his 100th career home run. Um, Altuve's hitting around 348 right now in July. Um, Shoot, Tyler White of all people, he's had like three or four RBIs in the last two games. He's hitting more. Um, I know there's a lot of people down on him. A lot of people want him off this team. But right now, when he's in there, he's doing his job. He was the only guy that got the RBIs in the game when they lost 7-2. to So A.J. Hinch was interviewed after, after the game, and he basically said, and I'm quoting him directly, he said, we played great and it started on the mound. Garrett did a great job setting the intensity. We had three runs in the first, good at bats, and then Garrett took over and was really dominant. I think coming back from the way this week has gone, the way the last couple of games have gone, it was huge for us to just look like ourselves again and take control of the game and play the game well. And if you watch an extended interview by him, he just basically, all the questions he got, he said, look, we're a good team. Am I surprised? No. This team is great. When we do the right things, we're going to contend for a title at the end of the day. We're, one, we're still one of the best teams in baseball. And so the Astros haven't lost any confidence. The Astros haven't lost any fear or, oh my gosh, we might not win this thing. And I very well believe that this hitting of, Gare, of Jake Marisnik the game before is going to be the thing that turns this season around. If you remember in 2017, 
when we had Hurricane Harvey in a completely different situation, I'm not comparing Hurricane Harvey to someone throwing a baseball at another person because that would be ridiculous. But there was that one event and that one thing that shifted the mindset of the season. This may very well be the thing because they had a team meeting. Nobody knows what was said, but there's probably a lot of frustration, probably a lot of, you know, the pitchers either are doing their job and they're not getting backed up or the hitters are hitting and the pitchers aren't doing their job. And so anytime you have a, a good, solid clubhouse, you've got to come together and you've got to work through those things. What was great was when Josh Reddick threw out um, Simmons at home plate. Um, Robinson Trinos did a textbook catch, did not block the plate. There was no charge. There was no collision. And it was perfectly executed. It was unbelievable to see. Um, you know, George Springer's got, um, what, three home runs in his last three games and just starting to light the ball on fire, still hitting over 300. And so the Astros just went out there and did a heck of a job as Garrett Cole started things off and the team did the rest. What do you think about Garrett Cole? Do you think he's competing for a Cy Young? I think he is. Garrett Cole is on a roll right now, a masterful role, and he's 5-0 and against the Angels, I believe, right now. But in his last three of his last four starts, he struck out 10 or more batters. Just an outstanding run that he's on. All right, let's take a break. When I come back, let's talk about the preview of tonight's game. Hey guys, it's Sean Wheelhouse. Welcome back. Let's talk about the game tonight. Wade Miley versus Matt Harvey. If you've been following, and if not, I would encourage you to go to climbingtowshill.com. I've been writing an article series called The Miley Chronicles. I just wrote volume 8, and I will be writing volume 9, hopefully later this evening, and getting that out by Friday for some good weekend reading. So Miley has posted three consecutive quality starts going 1-0, with a 2.41 ERA in that stretch. In his previous start on Saturday in Arlington, he did allow three homers, okay? His total from from his previous six starts. But the lefty has 11 quality starts in 19 games this season. Also, he has only allowed more than three runs two times. So in 17 of his 19 starts, he's he's allowed three runs or less. Wade Miley, no matter how you spin it, is doing an absolute phenomenal job with his responsibilities as a pitcher. He's, like I said in the intro, he's nine strikeouts away from 100 strikeouts on this season. And the way the Angels were swinging last night and missing, maybe they'll get it. Now, what's interesting about the Angels last night, we'll go back, is they haven't struck out 10 times or more all season long. So for Garrett Cole to get 11 strikeouts against this lineup, definitely, definitely is a big deal. Today... Um, they will, it looks like they will be putting Mike Trout, um, in the lineup as he's listed in some previews. I haven't heard that for sure, but we're, um, Wade Miley's opposing Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey was much better in his return from an, from an upper back strain, allowing one run over five and two thirds innings against the Mariners in his last start. His velocity is also slightly better, which with improved mechanics. 
Harvey is 3-4 and four in the year, 6.88 ERA and only 38 strikeouts. Now, he is still a shadow and a shell of his former self, the, the Batman mantra he had in New York with the Mets, um, the, the just dominating presence he had on the mound. He just doesn't have that with surgeries and injuries. It's just really hard for athletes to replicate that. The Astros, though, know going into this that even though he isn't the Matt Harvey, um, they do know that they've had nominal success against him. Um, they haven't, they've only faced him, I believe, one other time. But in those times, you had Springer, Reddick, Guriel, Brentley, and Altuve each get two hits against him. Tony Kemp had that bat, got a hit. Um, Josh Reddick is, actually, I think I misquoted that. Josh Reddick, yeah, Josh Reddick got two hits. Um, Alex Bregman's batting 250 against them, but that was in one game. Um, Stassi, Straw, White, they haven't faced them. Jordan Alvarez hasn't faced them. So there are some unknowns of how the Astros offense will do. But what has to happen tonight for the Astros to have success is Wade Miley's got to hit his spots. He's got to, got to paint the corners, see where the umpire's giving him the calls, um, work on that cutter, work on those pitches that have been working for him all season long. We know Wade Miley's not a high-velocity pitcher, but he has had success regardless of throwing 97-98. You know, he is 7-4, and four, and um, he has pitched 108 innings. So he's, he's, he's done his due diligence against, against any opponent that they've put forth. Um, he is hopefully um, going to continue to drop that ERA. Um, he actually has his best full-season ERA that he's had since, really, it's actually the lowest in his career. Now, with Milwaukee, he was only with them half a season. He had a two, 2.57 ERA. He was 5-2. and two. But at this point of the season, this far into the season with 108 with 100 or more innings, he has the lowest ERA in his career. So that is definitely, definitely promising. Um, I look for the offense to do the same thing tonight to exploit Matt, Matt Harvey's weaknesses. Hopefully Matt Harvey's velocity, even if it's there, that they're putting the bat on the ball. But the Houston Astros currently are in first place. And they do have a streaking and hot... Oakland Athletics team on their tail. They are right behind us at four and a half games. Everybody else, the Rangers, the Angels, they're both nine and a half, ten and a half. Seattle's all but out of it. I mean, they're 22 out. So Seattle, who had such an amazing hot start, a lot of people in baseball were like, that's not going to last. The fans in Seattle were going crazy, and, you know, look what happened. The Astros have played better lately. Um, they're, they're, they're still doing a great job in outpacing Oakland. But for the rest of the year, it's going to be a American League West Division heavy schedule. And so they're going to have to do their job against their opponents. The West actually, right now, top to bottom, has the teams, has the most teams above 500. Four of the five teams are over 500. And you don't have that in any other division. The only other division close to that is American League East. And after the lowest 500 team, Boston, Toronto's right there at 371. So um, the American League West is definitely shaped up to be 
a tougher division than what a lot of people assumed it would be. Um, you know, the the Astros really right now want to try to um, outpace certain teams for records. So right now, the Astros actually have a better record than the Twins. So they're second place in the American League for home field advantage, but they are still behind the Los Angeles Dodgers probably by about three and a half, four games. So if they're going to make up some ground on the Dodgers, they've got to count on the Dodgers getting cold and the Astros staying hot. And I think you strike the iron while it's hot. You get this win. It's earlier tonight. You fly home. You beat up on the Rangers. You beat up on the A's and so on and so forth. You just keep going. The Mariners, they have real soon. But it's lining up really nicely. So Astros fans, don't worry. The Astros definitely got the momentum going back in their favor. All right, we'll be back to another like two-minute segment to talk about free agents. All right, guys, let's wrap it up with a two-minute segment on free agency. Robbie Ray has popped up on the Astros' radar as one of the top targets for the Astros and the Phillies. Okay, Robbie Ray is a would be a solid pickup. He's a young arm. He has control. Um, he's a particular target for basically strikeout-loving teams. Um, so long as they can live with his walk issues. He, he does walk a lot of batters. He has 12 Ks per nine, and he has 4.5 walks per nine. Um, along with 1.3 dingers per nine. But I think if someone like that comes along that's had success, you can get Brent Strom, the Astros pitching coaches, in there to help him out. So I think he is a definite realistic target. Also, you have veterans like Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, who would be decent targets for the Astros. I think the A's are looking at them. But I don't know if the Astros want to trade within the division and give up prospects to the Texas Rangers. And I don't know if the Texas Rangers would take anything less than a King's Ransom to maybe hurt the Astros in the long run. They're, they're very gritty when it comes to competing. The bottom line is this. The pitching free agency is such a huge deal because this year they counted on Corbin Martin or Forrest Whitley coming up and contributing big. Corbin Martin came up and had an amazing debut. Unfortunately, suffered Tommy John surgery and will be out all of next year as well. Forrest Whitley has been hurt, probably overthrowing when he throws 100 and something miles an hour and making these crazy videos that can't help. His tall, lanky builds, not very muscular in his structure, probably has a lot to do with his arm and shoulder breaking down. But they'll get that fixed. He's very, very young. So that has caused the Astros, and with Brad Peacock being injured, that has caused the Astros to have to start looking and scrambling to where they had set a definite, like, these are our guys, we're going to go in-house, we're going to use our young guys. They haven't been able to do that. So I know the other names that have been mentioned, and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up here. Um, the other na- names mentioned is Marcus Stroman. I would say no on that because of I, I hear um, locker room issues. Uh, I, I guess Astros can deal with that. But also maybe injuries are a, a concern of his. Everybody wants Max Scherzer right now. Can you imagine if Scherzer and Verlander reunited with Cole? Well, that would just be an absolute insane rotation, but I don't see the Nationals getting rid of him. 
for anything short of, again, a king's ransom, not to beat a dead horse. Um, you also have Zach Wheeler who's out there. He's on the IL, but I don't know that I would go that. You don't want to bring a guy that just recently got injured. Um, there is Sean Green. There's Matt Boyd. There's Tommy Watson. There are several relievers out there, so look for the Astros to make a big splash with either a, a starter and a reliever or a starter and maybe a backup catcher or something like that. Um, they tried to get Maldonado early in the week, and it looks like the Cubs snatched him up. I know the Astros talked about bringing him back, but they missed out on that. I don't think they'll miss out on anything that comes forward, and I believe that Lunau and the front office for the Houston Astros will do a great job like they always have. Well, hey, let's go Astros. Again, this is H-Town Wheelhouse for Stros 411. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you have a blessed day. Yeah.